Welcome to Media Lair Sandwich. I'm Scotty Miley, better known as Toten from Toten.com, YouTube.com slash K. With me is my co-host Mark and from, from CrazyMark.com. And joining us here at the Taylor Comic Con, we have Ben from Nine Planets Comics and Collectibles. Nine Planets Comics So that's so it's toys, right? It's toys, comic books, action figures. They're basics. Okay. So what got you into the business? Well, when I was younger, I really liked the action figures and things like that. And I started collecting them. And then I realized when I got a little bit older that these action figures actually have stories based around them. So then I got into comic books from there because I wanted to know the stories behind the figures I had. So anyone that was trying to wonder why does Media Lair Sandwich talk about comics? Because stories. And I'm sure... Now, you, you also trade the... You know, trade and buy toys and everything, yep. I assume, as buy, well. Buy, sell, trade, you name it. Wow. So, the stories. Let's, 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 let's start off with the stories. What kind of stories, when people are turning in their toys, you know, because obviously, why are they trading in their toys? The most common one I hear is you get either two of them. One, my girlfriend doesn't like my collection, or I'm getting married, and I need to downsize, which Uh-oh. both work out good for me. I, 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 heard, I heard that story from the guy who had the <laughs> largest Transformers collection in Michigan, if not America. And he was like, yeah, I have a storage unit full of my Transformers, and I'm getting married, and I'm moving into her house, and I can't keep them. Pay attention, guys. <laughs> be sure to stay bachelor if you can't deal with it, man. Or be like me and find an awesome girl who also collects stuff, too. Makes your life a whole lot easier. One in a million, dude. One in a million. Yep. Now I now I was I just had this conversation with one the other day. I had so many toys that from cartoons that people didn't even know existed, such as the Chuck Norris cartoon, the Rambo cartoon, <laughs> Swamp Thing cartoon. You know, do these still hold value? They do. It's a smaller market, but there's a lot of people who remember those shows growing up, and they really want those. Like my personal favorite, Marshall Bravestar. How many people have even heard of the Marshall Bravestar cartoon besides I me? Haven't. They still play it on one of the local stations. I could pick up when I turn off my cable and do uh, cable by air. I forgot what the channel is, but that's the only way I know the show because I didn't have cable for a while, and I'll just see what my TV picked up. And that show was on like three times a day. Yep, it's on at like four in the morning. So yeah, yep, I catch that's reruns the time of I watch it. TV. Yep, there you go. <laughs> So, okay, you've got these characters with backstories and everything. What is your favorite character with a backstory? Well, personally, I lean more towards wrestling because I've always loved wrestling. So my, Ooh, yeah. my favorite wrestler character would be Ultimate Warrior. Oh, that guy who just spazzed out in the ring, drink a bunch of protein it drinks. It was better watching him on a Saturday morning than drinking a cup of coffee. Oh, man. I, I wasn't really into wrestling when I was a kid, but I used to leave it on just for just for The Undertaker. As soon as The Undertaker comes out, you know, all the music goes dark, you see the flames come up. You know, in the days of WWF, he had the best ring, you know, ring presence. Oh, well, my Well, the thing about wrestling, though, is it's the super the superheroes that you read in the comics and all that, they come to life in the ring. Yeah. And it's just, it's putting it in reality for you. And, it's and they really all have awesome. their own stories, too. They have their characters. They have, oh man. And then the longer they're around, the story develops over 20 years, like The Undertaker, for example. 
You know, he's gone from being just the regular Undertaker, then he was the American badass for a while, and then he involved his brother Kane in the mix and everything else, so. Man, those were some golden era, man, from WWF to WWE, WCW, man, up to Wolfpack and everything. You couldn't beat it. I mean, I was there watching it. I was. It was religious for us back then, you know? The storylines, the characters, you know, you got Hogan, Beefcake, you had Ultimate Warrior like you're talking about. We had Macho Ultimate Man. Warrior, his speeches are were the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it's like, yeah, you, you also had, uh, what was it, Sting? He made that transition and he became like the crow, mm-hmm. you know? We also had Mean Gene Oakland. He wasn't even a wrestler. You just watch him to see who's who going to throw something at him. Man, even ICP got involved with them for yep, a short time. Yeah, they're still involved in wrestling. Uh, uh, the Juggler, or, uh, the Juggalo Wrestling Federation, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if they really do anything, but I know they I know do. They have a bunch of matches locally and around different areas okay. still. So, I do want to ask another about yeah. another toy. You ever got a toy that you didn't know anything about, couldn't find anything about, or you found a story that was really interesting, but just no, you know, a rare toy, but you know, had a cool story. Uh, Maybe you, an unpopular toy. You come across some of them here and there, but then I can go back to the Marshall Bravestar thing. Like I just recently picked up the Marshall Bravestar, the bartender character in the box the other day. <laughs> I love the character, uh-huh. but nobody knows who he is. But I've probably never seen five it. Five people. I, I remember as a kid, you know, going to garage sales. Hey, you know, you could get one toy from from that twenty-five cent box. And I picked up this toy. I had no idea who the dude was. It had some weird thing around the back of his head, like like a Jordy visor on the back of his head. It took me like five years to figure out he was he played a minor character in Star Wars: uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I seen that toy at a store, same condition mine is, you know, completely outside of the box and everything, selling for like 25, 30 bucks. And that was still 15 years before this big Star Wars renaissance type, I shouldn't say renaissance, but you know, the, the new movies and everything like that. Star Wars never really went away. Um, they went like, into hibernation under a rock somewhere. Well, it's just amazing that like that toy itself still holds value, and I don't, I don't know what its name is. No one knows what that guy's name is. He never even had a line. What you know his name? Lobot. Lobot. His no, name never heard was, of him. <laughs> he he was a uh, right hand man of Lando Calrissian. Oh, and, that guy that was like, <laughs> no, no, he had the, his, the back of his head lit up one second, like, oh, okay, I gotcha, and walked away, but never even said a word in it that I know of. Boba Fett had more words than he had. Yeah, and he only had five lines in the whole trilogy. More if you include the Christmas special, but but yet he's one of the most popular characters there is. <laughs> yeah, easiest cosplay possibly, unless you're Princess Leia. <laughs> But yeah, well, talking about your characters and wrestling characters, when I get back to that, yeah. you know, you, you know, you love the Ultimate Warrior and everything. But okay, let's go to the other side of the spectrum. Which one do you have in your collection that you'd let go real quick? Well, I mean, you can pretty much like Hulk Hogan for the most part. His stuff is so mass produced that you can pretty much get rid of anything Hulk Hogan anytime you want. <laughs> and so, plus, he's Ray overrated. So Hulk, Hulk Hogan can go. Hulk, the Hulkster's like. Uh, uh, oversaturated out there. Even though I do share his birthday, he is way overrated. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. The macho, the macho man had it going there, you know. The macho king was where it was. He's the macho king. 
Now, do you have a storefront? I'm actually working on that. It's actually coming in, uh, in January or early 2018. I'm actually joining up with Asylum Collectibles, and I'm moving into part of their store with them. I'm sorry. Was that your announcement that I just... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's cool. Everybody can know. <laughs> yeah. What? So you're moving into a storefront called Asylum. Yeah. I'm going to become part of them with them. And I'm right on. Yep. And it's uh, in Dearborn Heights, so it's right here close to Taylor Trade Center. So I'll have, you know, have all my wrestling stuff there for everybody, all my comics, my action figures, collectibles. Okay. Okay, so is it going to be more of a toy uh, store or a comic store? Or is it just all collectibles? It's going to be a mixture of everything. It's going to have some for everybody. you're going to have new comics there. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. We always need new comic book stores. I'll have new. I'll have Silver Age to modern. I'll have wrestling figures all the way from the 80s to new. Everything in between. Something for everybody. Will okay, be there. so I don't read comics anymore, but if I did, why would I go to your comic book store over another comic book store? Because I'm there and I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ben Ben is known for his customer service. You know, I try. I've, I've known him for for years here in the comic yeah. book circuit, the Comic Con circuit, and and Ben's a good guy, you know. And I can vouch yeah. for him. You know, those of you out in the audience listening in. You know, go check them out. Yeah, See, I, that's going, like Comic-Con cred right there. Yeah. I used to work at a comic book store, and I used to tell people, I worked at the only comic book store in the area. I, I, I don't even know if they're still around. I have no idea. I think they're around in one form or another. But at the time, they were the only comic book store in the area that bagged and bored every new comic. And to me, that is still something that is, you know... That's those, customer service. Yeah, that's huge customer service. You you know, the comics come in Wednesday morning, and, and everybody spends about two hours banging and boarding and put them all in people's pull boxes. Now, you know, you're talking about the asylum, and everybody's going in on it. It sounds like a collaboration. Now, who are you collabing with at the asylum? Well, actually, the asylum is already there, and they already have everything set up. So I'm just kind of moving in and taking over a spot and helping them out a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So okay. are they already a comic book store? Uh, they don't have comics yet. That's where, okay. that's where I'm coming into play. I'll okay. bring that and all my other stuff they don't have. Right now, they have a lot of, like, the pop vinyl figures and things like that. So I'm going to bring in some other stuff to diversify their inventory for them. Okay. All right. So it's a uh, sci-fi uh, pop collectible collaborative then. Right. Okay. Interesting. Something for everybody. Interesting. Okay. Collaboration. So, yeah, that, yeah. That's great. Let, let's talk about marketing. How do you, how do you market yourself? Because i assuming you don't have a day job. I do. You do have a day job. I do. I work 45 hours a week. Oh, wow. But we won't go there because so we how want do you to do highlight your So how do you planets? do all these cons, all these weekends, and still have a day job? Um, I don't sleep a lot. And uh, luckily, I have a really awesome boss who lets me take off you know, an extra day or so here and there to go do them. And I have weekends off, and luckily, most of the shows are on the weekends. Okay. So I'm free to go do them. So is this a passion project? Yes. Yes, by far. It's something I've always been into, something I've always loved doing. And I just, how cool would it be to sit there every day and go to work and just hang out with everybody that's into stuff that you are every day? Wow. And actually make a little bit of money doing it. Now, you don't have to answer where or what, but can you tell me what industry or like what kind of job you have? I manage a coffee shop. Oh, okay. That's cool. That, that, do they that have open actually kind of stacks together. Yeah. Do you have open mics at the coffee shop? Uh, we'll, we'll have the headsets for the drive through and things like that. So No, I'm, ta- I'm talking about, you know, entertainers coming, you know, like folkies and stuff with their guitars. They're, well, 
I work for a corporation and one day a year they have a big charity event they do where all the money from the coffee sales go to their charity they run and everything and they bring in different people each year on that day to sit in the lobby and help promote it and bring in new people and things like that okay like last year we had a storyteller and a balloon guy in our lobby sitting there all day telling stories and making balloon animals for everybody what you know okay no so it's band? not like an independent coffee shop where where they have open mics like once a week and stuff like no that. no no it's oh, okay. a, it's a multi-nationwide chain okay oh, all, right. all right that's all we need to know about that yeah i won't tell their name we don't we don't need to know anything more you have a corporate job in a laid-back atmosphere but it is still corporate so we will respect that <laughs> uh, well it's not really laid back it gets quite hectic working oh wow there. it does so this is a way to, to kind of chill back. This is my relaxing job, the one I like. <laughs> okay. The other yeah. one, I mean, I, don't, I like it. It pays the bills. I can't yeah. complain. It's bought me two houses now. It's got me a car. It's gotten me to be able to afford to buy all these collectibles to flip around to everybody else and sell back and everything. Keep my own collection you, going you, awesome you, and great. So there, you're there's a the, guy threatening to throw yeah. stuff at us, so excuse me. Okay, so Ben, you're out on the road and everything. You've traveled around. You set up your booth. Tell us, what's been your least favorite setup? I mean, the craziest thing, you know, when you've set up your booth. As far as, like, the setup process? Like, you'll or? never do it again. It's like, that's it. I'll never do it again. Well, it's, it's an evolving process. Like, the first couple shows I did, I really didn't know what I was doing. I just saw an ad actually in a Craigslist one day saying, hey, we're looking for comic book vendors. And I'm like, wow, I have a lot of stuff. Let me go try this. So each show I kind of learn and look around, see what other people are doing to try and improve my stand, get it better. Because like my first rack was just made out of PVC pipes. It would barely hold the comic books on it. And now I'm up to, you know, a big elaborate oh, three-piece yeah. stand with the whole back rack and everything else. So just you got to keep growing and keep it interesting. Yeah. Right you, on. You start with what you have and then you add on to it. And um, dear Source Point Press, I'm sorry for that nerf dart that went your way. Nerf they're not, dart. They're not even listening anymore. You've been nerfed. They picked up the nerf dart and was trying to figure out where it came from. And they're not listening to me. So. came from no. Santa Claus. Yeah. Merry so, Christmas. So tell us, Ben, out of all the product and, and superheroes you work with, which one seems to have the best sales? As far as individual character or... Yeah, individual character. You have your, your, your standards, you know, your Batman, your Spider-Mans are always going to move. Those always do. But, I mean, is there any one item in particular right now that's in vogue, that's popular? Um, well, the, the pop figures everybody seems to really be in love with right now. Those seem to be the biggest thing. And then personally, I, I love the Marvel Legends series myself. Because they do what they call the Build-A-Figures in them. And basically you collect five or six from the whole series and you build one other figure out of all the pieces that you get from buying the individual ones. And that's always fun because then you get to go on the hunt to find the one that you can't find anywhere so that way you don't have a man thing who's missing his right arm. So how would you go on that hunt if you, if you were looking for something like that? Um, normally, you know, you start, you can start, you can go online and do it. That's the easy way to do it, but that's no fun. Um, or you can go to like your, your local stores, like with the newer stuff, your Targets and your Myers and your Walmarts. A lot of them will carry those. So you can look through their stock and see what they have. And hopefully you get lucky and find all the pieces you need. There's a, another vendor here who uh, knew that I was really big into wrestling and sent me a message one day saying, hey, I picked up a whole garbage can full of wrestlers. Are you interested? So I said yes. And then a couple weeks later, I showed up at the show, and we made a deal, and I now own 375 loose wrestling figures in the garbage can. 
Wow. From an entire garbage can full, it, I mean. It, it is, it's heavy, it was big. I had to make extra seat in my car to take it home with me, <laughs> but I love it and it's awesome. I got a handful of figures out of there I needed for my own collection and a bunch that other people wanted. And it's just awesome. That's great. You know, I, I do wonder, you know, cause I, I've gone to a lot of these trade shows and I don't see too much of these trade shows, but I see it a lot at like the really small, like flea market type things. Where, um, where it's, or by, you know, an organizer just gets a bunch of people together and then they somehow put two very similar vendors next to each other. Now, I know these things often, to, you know, toys are over here, comics are over there. You know, has there ever been confusion or like what are your thoughts on being next to another toy vendor that's similar to yours? Or, or do you, does that not happen as often as it does in my head? It happens a fair amount because there's a, a limited amount of products that you know we can get, and some yeah. people carry newer stuff or older stuff or in between. Personally, it doesn't bother me because I, I like the competition. I right. don't care, you know. If I have to mark mine down a dollar less than yours to get the sale, oh well, uh, you know that's fine with me, whatever. But it's fun. Plus, they'll have slightly different ones. It may look similar, but they'll have different variations of the same products too that I may not have. Right. So it goes back and forth. And plus, it's a small community, and you're and we, for the most part, are cool with each other. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll work <laughs> it out with somebody else and trade. Maybe I have one they need it, or a customer they have that they need something, and I have it. Then we'll trade something back and forth that I could maybe move at a different point. And it works out for everybody. Everybody's pretty fair and friendly with everybody, so. Now, you know, you, you've been talking about all the collectibles you've had in your collection and the, the items you sell. Is there any one item in particular you are still searching for? Yes, I am searching for a Poppy Hulk Hogan in the box. A Poppy Hulk Hogan? Yeah, it's. I know I said you can get rid of Hulk Hogan all you want, but basically this was the first Hulk Hogan action figure ever released. It was released in Japan before he even ever made it to the WWE. Oh, that's back when he had the blue trunks. Yes. Blue anybody, and white. Does anybody remember the blue and white? Yeah. <laughs> before he turned yellow. Nobody? Yeah, nobody? That, that was back when he was being managed by Freddie Blassie. It was actually prior to that. Oh. oh. This would have been like uh, late 70s to maybe 84 at the latest. In that area. Late 70s, because in 84, he was already in the flicks with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Well, that, and that's shortly when he became into the WWE, and that all started blowing up, and or WWF at the time, I'm sorry. See, back time, at the time he, he happened in, upon wrestling, he really didn't have the whole big spiel down. He was always quiet, never opened his mouth. At the know, beginning, yeah. All, all, Freddie Blassie or the other manager do all the talking. But that was very common in wrestling at the time, too. They didn't let the wrestlers have their freedom. They had the basically the managers do all the talking for everybody at that point. Yeah, yeah. And then they realized that, hey, we can save money, and some of these guys can actually talk and be entertaining on their own without having a manager. Yeah, right on there, so right on we, there. Then that ben. evolved into, like, The Rock and John Cena and Stone Cold. Do you smell? The Rock's got cooking. Right, those all came after Hulk Hogan and all that. Right so. on, right on. All right, all right. You know, I do want to talk a little more about business and, and marketing. Okay. You know how? You know, so what's your biggest avenue of marketing right now? I would say the most attention is Facebook. Honestly, that gets a lot of attention. You have a page, or just through your personal Facebook? I do it through. I have a page for my my store and my stand and stuff like that. 
Do, do you know how many followers you have? Uh, as of today, I was at 351. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it, it's it's a decent amount. How do you just maximize that? You can do it different ways. Like, I have business cards that I'll take to the shows with me and pass them out to people. I've gotten a handful of people that way that'll be like, hey, I saw you this last show. Are you going to be at this next one coming up? Things like that. They'll tell another friend. It just grows. Like, when I first started for the first year, I maybe had, like, 20 followers. And then all of a sudden, I went up to, like, 100. Then it was 200. And now I'm at 350. So, I'm still going. Now, when you put something out, I'm going to be at this show. Do you get interaction? A lot of times, yes. A lot of times I do. Or if I haven't put anything up in a while, I'll get a message from some of the other people saying, hey, do you have any shows coming up? Where are you going to be at next? Things like that. Okay. That's awesome. To me, interaction, I'd rather have interaction with, uh, uh, you know, 100 followers than no interaction with 1,000 followers. Right. Or you can do that. Or you can do, like, the, the Facebook where they actually charge you and you can sponsor an ad for the area. Those actually work out okay, not bad. Okay. Like I've played with that, and I haven't had much luck. I'll keep in mind, I'm only throwing, like, five bucks here, five bucks well, there. Well, for this particular show here, I did one. I started about a month ago because mm -hmm. the prior show I was going to do got canceled. That's okay. It happens. So I decided, okay, I'm going to take a little bit extra money and put in this one. For this one, as of this morning, 3,000 people had seen it. Okay. Advertise, so they knew about the show at least. And I figure if they're there, then I have 50% chance of getting a sale. If they're not there or they don't know about it, I have 0% chance. So that's the way I looked at it. Very cool. I mean, I know there's not 3,000 people, at least right. not through the door today, but you know, if 300 of those 3,000 people show up, that's a good, good, good thing for me, I think. Yeah, you start playing the percentage games. Like, okay, how many of these are reliable, view, independent you know, views? How many of these are going to come? Maybe 5% of this, 5% of that. And then you start playing the numbers game, which don't do if you If you're prone to being driven mad, don't play the numbers game. No, <laughs> it's almost impossible to keep track of how many people actually saw the ad or actually hear from that, unless you stood at the door and took a survey on it. But nobody's yeah. going to, that's fine. But yeah, with me, I do it with videos, and I can actually see the views, and then I realize, huh, it says 30,000 people saw this, but yet it's only been viewed 200 times, and the audio's only been played this many times. Now, Ben, you've been on oh, Instagram, you, right? see, this is what happens yes. when you keep talking about wrestling. Yo, brother, Brooklyn Brawler here, and when I get on a podcast, I tell you the way it is, because I've been in WWE for 32 years. That's me too, brother. Later. There you have it. One That's of the legends awesome. of, the, of wrestling. He was all the way back during the times of Vern Gagne and, and uh, during uh, the Vince McMahon era, the Brooklyn Brawler. I remember seeing him uh, go against a lot of uh, characters like Tony Atlas. Uh, yeah, you remember Tony Atlas. I do. I, I remember Brooklyn Brawler went against uh, guys like, uh, what is it, Bruno Sammartino, uh, Larry Zabisco. These are all, you know, all the, the kids out in the, the crowd. Rock, like, that everybody knows. He fought The Rock in his very first match. Yeah, there oh, you go. Wow. And he also fought The Rock's father. Whoa. The, 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 the whole big family there. Right, wrestling. whole big family tree. Dang. See, now, the now Miami, that's right. Now we're the doing Miami these shows, family. and the, uh, you know, a wrestler is here. Do you make sure, if you have him in stock, you make sure to bring that figure in? Oh, of course, definitely. Do you have a Brooklyn Brawler figure with you today? I do not, only because the last show that he was at that I did with him, I actually sold the only two of his figures I had. Oh, wow. Whoa. So that's I'm, like uh, what is it? They're they're a rarity then. Um, yeah, they're they're not one of the most common figures out there. They're so you can if, still get them. But. So if they're least common, that means they're more valuable then. 
Sometimes, yes. It's going to be a harder sell, though, because you have to wait for that one person that remembers that particular character that wants it. Okay, testing one, two. Am I on? Brooklyn Brawler on? Is this out the whole place? Yeah. Well, it's right there. You're oh. good. You got it there, Bradley? All right. I'll tell you what. I wrestled, I wrestled a lot of the greats. I wrestled Bruno San Martino. I wrestled Hulk Hogan. You know something, brother? Let me tell you. I wrestled. Yeah, maybe you get this one. Ooh, yeah, brother. I like your style. The Macho Man? Macho Man. Really you did? Savage. I wrestled everyone. Dang. I wrestled everyone. I wrestled Shawn Michaels in Madison Square Garden for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship with Hunter and China on the outside. I've wrestled in Madison Square Garden over 50 times. I have an audio book out. It's called Brawler Unfiltered. Brawler Unfiltered, it's on iTunes, it's on Amazon. I'm on Kindle. If you want pictures, you like pictures, go to Kindle. But please, get this book. You'll find out a lot of history. You'll find out everything about my career and inside stories about the WWE. Ooh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. You just heard it right there from the Brooklyn Brawler. Legendary wrestling personality. Go check out what he just talked about, his website. And now we're back here with Ben. I got to tell you, we've done a couple comic shows now, and I've done, you know, a ton of with the video. That stuff like that happening is not often. That is really cool. Last time we were at a really wrestler-heavy comic show, uh, I was doing video. My nephew was with me doing uh, photography for a local newspaper, and we're told not to take pictures or anything like that by one of the managers. So that right there is really freaking cool. Well, that's no fun. Yeah, that was excellent. That's a bummer. Thank you, Brooklyn Brawler. Everybody give a big round of applause for the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah! And he has a book out, and he even said, if you don't want to read, you can just buy the audio book. So that's cool. And if you also don't want to read by an audio book, we have a podcast. Um, you might have heard of us. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's called MediaLittersandwich.com. Well, yeah, audiobooks are great. That's really cool. Um, maybe you got to find a couple, you know, hey, if this book takes off, maybe you got to find a couple more of those action figures. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, we're over here like, wow, mm. we just got bombed by the Brooklyn Brawler, and we're thinking, is, okay, what, what are we going to talk about now? Okay, back to your action <laughs> figures. Aside from wrestling action figures. What's one of the more popular figures that you have that you sell? The Marvel Legends series. Those, those, everybody seems to love those. And who, yeah, out those of the are Marvel, awesome. who out of all the Marvel Legends do they tend to gravitate towards? Well, that's where it gets kind of tricky because they have virtually every character you can think of from the Marvel Universe in a Marvel Legends character by now. Almost all of them. So that gets really tricky. But then there's like five different variants of Spider-Man. But then they'll be in different lines where you'll build... Uh, man thing like that's one of the newer ones that's the Netflix Netflix series ones you put all the pieces together and they build the man thing yeah and then there's an older one where you'll build the green goblin and things like that so it varies per series they come out with okay right on right on uh, you know okay so you know people bring young kids to these shows and a lot of kids don't read comics or they might be too young or they couldn't get it but they're like hey you know you know a lot of parents like you could buy one toy and when a kid comes up looking at your toys, do you talk to them? Like, how, you know, do you guide them at all? Or if they oh, yeah, you have comments? to because they're the future of what we do. Without those little kids like me, I was a little kid once, so if nobody would have told me about these things, I wouldn't be where I am today. So you got to take that in consideration because 
they may be little now, but one day they're going to be our age and they're going to have the money to come back and keep spending. If you're still doing it, they'll remember that. Now, having a comic book store, you're going to deal with this a lot. A kid walking in, wanting uh, uh, to get into comics, so they've seen the movies, everyone's seen the movies now. How do you guide them into the comics? Well, first you got to find out what characters they're into. Like when they saw, say, Avengers, were they really into Spider-Man or were they really into Iron Man or something like that? And then that you can really steer them from there once you get a basis of what they like. Plug your website again there, Ben. Um, you can find out anything you need to know about me. It's at uh, Facebook, Home of Nine. Check me out there. It's got all details and anything you need to know. Right on. All right, so my last question for you is, someone wanted to become a vendor or at least get into a similar business. What's your, what is, if you're going to give them like maybe one or two tips, what would it be? Something that you did wrong. Don't give me a, oh, just do it. No, what, something that you did wrong that you can help somebody else with. Be prepared for anything when you go. So like me, I have a backpack and in my backpack I have extra Sharpies, extra tape, anything I could possibly think I could need throughout the day. Things like that. And then be friendly. Be friendly to the customers and just talk to them. Other than that, the rest should, you'll learn as you go. And just remember that, like me, I try to make a mental note of everything that I did that day and find out what worked for that show, what didn't, so that way I can improve it for later on. Or I'll look around at other vendors and see how they set up their stand and be like, oh, I like that idea, I'm gonna use that later on. And just kind of incorporate it and keep evolving and keep it interesting. So that way they don't see you at every show and go, oh, I remember you, you're this guy that has this and that's the only thing you ever have. And they're like, oh, okay, and they walk away from you. Just gotta keep it interesting. Right on. I, I love how I phrased the question, something that you learned from me, you did wrong, and you said, be friendly. I'd like to hear that story afterwards. Yeah, being <laughs> friendly. It's a whole heck of a lot better. We than, all have our off days. You know, Everyone just, has was, an off day. It was one moment at my very first show I did. That's all. <laughs> it's like, you, you're going to pick something up, and they say, you're going to buy that? Everybody has an off day. Everyone has a bad day where everyone's a human. <laughs> to my knowledge, I could be wrong. Well, luckily for me, I, all my work for all my jobs have all been pretty much customer service based. So I know how to deal with customers. I know how to deal with those rude ones that nobody else wants to do, things like that. So you just learn how to go in stride with it and know that they're either going to buy something or not. And they're probably going to be gone in five minutes and you can't let them ruin the rest of your day. All right, so this Media Lure Sandwich, uh, you can find us on Podbean, uh, iTunes, a bunch of other places, uh, you know, or you can go to MediaLurSandwich.com. We have video. Video shows always feels very different than the audio show. You can find that at YouTube.com slash Toad and K. Hit, you know, hit that subscribe, hit that follower button. If you get hit for notifications, please do that. That way you know when we come up new uh, new video. Thank you for watching. Thank you for, oh, with me has been Crazy Mark from? CrazyMark.com. You can find me at Toten.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And may the algorithms be in your favor.